it's Rhonda Shortino. Thank you so much for joining me for Live, Love, Survive, and Thrive. I know there's lots of other stuff that you could be listening to, but this podcast is for you. It's to help you live an amazing life, the life that you were born to live. It's to help you love, to put your love into action, because that will change your life and the lives of everyone within your influence. It's to help you survive the tough times and to help you mine the lessons out of everything you go through, especially the most painful stuff that you go through, and to use those exact things to thrive. Today, we're talking about the power of connection and it's so incredibly important. Um, I just can't emphasize enough how um, healthy relationships change our lives, literally. Um, and I'm not a mental health professional. Everybody knows that. I don't have all those initials after my name. I'm the business person. Um, but I know, okay, so I'm saying even I know that bad relationships harm us. They do. Breakups, people who betray us, lie to us, steal from us, whatever it is. Bad relationships hurt deeply and scar us and sometimes just almost destroy us. But good healthy relationships with people who just like us or love us. They don't want anything from us. Um, you know, they don't have any ulterior motives. They just like us. They just want to hang out with us. That heals us. So to me, it's pretty simple. You know, we, it's, we have to intentionally try to create good, healthy relationships in our lives because that's the way we heal from the hard stuff. What do you have to say, Ms. Certified Life Coach? Well, Rhonda, I, I need to speak from a place of personal experience. Uh, I've had lots of different relationships over the years, uh, you know, and I think it's very interesting when you pull back and look at relationships. A few years ago, I worked in an organization for many years and had strong relationships. And then after leaving that organization, I lost all those relationships. Mm -hmm. And so I realized that I had a need for relationships. And whether it was modeled or not, I think everybody needs to understand they have a need for connection. Yeah. There, there's research out there that you can find about loneliness and isolation that can do everything, even, even affect our immunity, you know, and those kinds of things. And, and we don't want to belabor all that today, but I think it's important that we realize the need that we have. So once we recognize the need, the question becomes, what do we do? What do we do? And I think for me, it was, being vulnerable again and being intentional about looking, about searching out, about figuring out what it was that I was going to need. And that wasn't an overnight process, but I think when it comes to relationships and connection, we need to understand that we have a need. We were born to be connected to other people. So that kind of lays the foundation of my thoughts for today. Yeah, that's really good. Um, I couldn't agree with you more. We, we're, and, and I know, listen, I'm an introvert. I would always choose to be alone. Now, just my natural choice would be, I want to be home with a good book, with the door locked. <laughs> no, but I, so I've had to learn how to do this. And the way I learned how to do it was because other people taught me. Other people who I guess are extroverts reached into my world 
and pulled me out. And the first one that I, that I remember, there may have been other people before that, but the first one that really um, yanked me out was a 14-year-old girl. So when, when I'm talking about the power of connection with people, I want to I wanna make sure that everybody understands you do not need a degree in psychology. You don't need a degree in social work. You don't have to be an adult. Um, it, a 14-year-old girl changed my life. First period of the first day of high school, and I was so nervous, out of my mind nervous, because I didn't have the right clothes. I was dirty. You know, I, I came from, I lived in a, a 500 square foot filthy shack. Um, and the people who raised me each smoke three packs of cigarettes a day. So if you could picture that little character on the peanuts, that's like dirty, there's dirt all around him. That's how I felt because that's kind of how it was. I smelled, I, we didn't have functional plumbing. So there were, you know, months and months and months at a time that I couldn't take a bath. There was no shower. Um, I, I'm going too far into the weeds, but the point of it is I didn't look right. I smelled, I was gross, I was disgusting. Most people didn't make eye contact with me. And this 14 year old girl sat down, first period, first day of high school and turned around basically to everybody, not just to me. She just turned around to everybody and said, hi, I'm Janet, what's your name? Nobody had ever done that. I mean, like I said, maybe other people had been nice to me or whatever, but nobody had ever overtly just entered into my space and yanked me out. She asked me if I wanted to have lunch with her. Nobody had ever done that. Nobody wanted to have lunch with me. Nobody wanted to be seen with me. She invited me to her house for a pool party, a pool party. I didn't own a bathing suit. You know, I owned one pair of jeans and I think a couple of t-shirts and none of it fit right. I didn't have a bathing suit, but she invited me to a pool party. Nobody had ever invited me to their house before. So I get the power of connection because that launched a 40 year relationship. And there've been lots of wonderful people in my life since then, but I'll tell you, there'll always be a place in my heart. It brings tears to my eyes right now. She passed away, but she left me three kids and she left me her husband. I have these four people in my life who will always own real estate in my heart because that girl said hello to me and, and pulled me into her world when we were 14. That's amazing. I love that story. And you know, that's the thing too, is relationships are so multifaceted. In that case, that particular person was a peer. So I think that relationships are so powerful. I mean, beyond we have our, you know, our, our marriages, our relationship with our children. But if we just look at ourselves in general, there's so many relationships. And so I look back at relationships and I think, okay, what role do these people play? There are people that you'd go to lunch with and they make you laugh and that's what they do. There are other people that mentor you toward your goals. They're, they're those types of people. For example, when I was a, an educator, have been an educator for over 20 years, the relationship I had with my students was about them seeing themselves in the future. It was about moving them from A to B. And that relationship, that mentorship was very important. And so even for a young person, having a great relationship with their coach, their teacher, their music, you know, instructor, their gymnastic, whatever. Those, those relationships are important because they help us get better. And even as adults, people who are going to urge us to go for the goal, you know, go for the, go for the new business endeavor, whatever it is. Um, I think that's important. So relationships are kind of a, you know, a bunch of spokes on a wheel. It's not just one type of relationships. It's all of them. But what happens, I think Rhonda is that we get hurt 
we, you know, sometimes people will disappoint us. We have to know inherently that relationships are difficult and there's going to be unmet expectations and things like that. But sequestering ourselves and isolating ourselves away from them, relationships because of past hurt, doesn't help us. Because the reality is Dr. Henry Cloud made a statement in some of his articles and he writes, new relationships undo the past. Ooh, that's good. I and I think so powerful. That's so powerful. I agree with that a hundred percent. It's, um, it's so powerful to, to have someone look in your eyes. It's, it's gives you dignity. It's so powerful to someone for someone to really listen. And, you know, and I think in our culture, we tend to be probably more superficial, <laughs> you know, than, than we have in the past. We talked yesterday about focus and how, how distraction is such an issue. So, you know, we've all had the experiences of, you know, you're multitasking. I remember in the, what was it, the 90s or whatever, like the big thing was like, who could be a better multitasker? I remember sort of thinking, oh yeah, I got this. I'm really good at that, you know, because why? Because I have attention deficit disorder. I could do 20 things. I didn't do a single one of them well, you know, but I was doing 20 things at a time. And I look back at that now and I go, oh man, what a relationship disaster that I was, I was a mom of a teenager, uh, proud of the fact that I could be on the phone with a client. I could be signing a check. I could be, um, you know, motioning to somebody, an employee who was standing in my door and they wanted approval on something, you know, and then my daughter would come in from high school and, and, you know, she might actually want to tell me how her day was or whatever. Really? I, when I think back on that, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed to say it, but I'm just going to say it because I think there are other people who probably are living like this, especially now that so many people are working from home, you know, to have, I thought back then, okay, my carcass is in the same room as my daughter. Like I'm there. Even when I came home, I had a briefcase full of work. I would have worked already a 12 hour day. And now I've got my stuff spread out on the dining room table and I'm going to finish. And I'm, but I'm, but I'm there. Oh yes, I'm there. Oh my word. Hello. No, that was not relationship stuff. And so what was I doing to my daughter by really, you know, by, by like, oh yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. You can go Friday night. Whatever. What was I doing? I was basically saying, this is way more important than you are. Hey, I have a free gift for you for a limited time. As long as supplies last, I want to send you a copy of my book succeed because of what you've been through. I'm going to also send you the accompanying workbook for free free shipping and everything. All you have to do is go to my website, Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A dot O-R-G, go to the shop button at the top and find the Succeed Because book and workbook set. It's normally $19.95, but with the coupon code COVID, C-O-V-I-D, I will send it to you for free. I hope you take advantage of this offer. I wrote this book to help people mine the lessons out of what they've been through and use those lessons to create personal and professional success. I want to do that for you. Wow. I mean, it hurts my heart to, to think what I did. And I've apologized a lot to my daughter. I thought that my role as a parent I mean, talk about the, really the most important relationship there is. I thought back then, because I didn't have a parent 
that I, there was no model for me to follow. So I thought, okay, well, I, I'm going to work really hard and I'm going to make a whole lot of money and I'm going to make sure she lives in a safe neighborhood and she has all the clothes and shoes and that are the cute stuff, you know, not, not what I had from the thrift store that didn't fit right and was ripped and had stains and whatever. So I really thought providing that stuff for her was it. Check the box. I got this motherhood thing, you know, oh my word, I, you know, no, that wasn't it. What I really needed to be doing was connecting with her. I needed to be sitting with her. And this is what I do now with my grandkids. I mean, at least I figured it out before, you know, it was too late with my grandkids, but to sit down and say, okay, what'd you do today? Yeah. Okay. Come on. Who were you with? Who'd you have lunch with? What'd you eat for lunch? Who's, you know, who's your bestie? Who, you know, I want to know all that stuff. And I wish that I would have had that kind of connection with her back then. We have a great relationship now, but man, what a lousy mom I was. Really, when I think about, you know, the power of connection and how I didn't do it right. So, I mean, that's really why I wanted to do this today. I want people to connect in a really meaningful way, a substantive way with the people who are most important in their lives. And, and if they're not, and if they can't because of social distancing or whatever else, um, you know, there are ways that we can connect you know, using the electronics and, and I am, you know, we've talked about this. I'm Wilma Flintstone. So when people say to me, Oh, I can't, I don't want to No, I'm not doing any of that internet stuff. And I think, okay, I, if we say that we love somebody and we say, Oh yeah, I would do, I would do anything. Of course I would do anything for my, but I'm, but no, I'm not, but I'm not going to get on one of those zone things. I'm not, no, I'm not doing that FaceTime thing or whatever. Really? Really? We can learn how to do this stuff. If I can learn how to do this stuff, anybody can learn how to do this stuff because this is really important. Well, it is. And, and what I'm hearing you say, Rhonda, it's so important in terms of connection. There is a point of vulnerability in relationships. You know, particularly, like I said, if you've been hurt by someone or something wasn't done correctly or whatever, but new relationships can undo the past. I agree with Dr. Cloud in that. I think that we have to give people a chance. And so I think that there's kind of this this idea of I've got to reach out and other people hopefully will reach in. It's kind of this whole concept of let me reach out to people I know that I want to have a relationship with, be vulnerable, give it a try. And we as people need to reach out to other people. Reach, you know, we need to reach in and reach out. It's kind of a whole idea of hopefully everybody will recognize the need for relationship and connection because there's all this scientific research, how, like I said earlier, how it can affect immunity. There's a relationship to addiction and, and, and all kinds of things when people are lonely and people are isolated and it, it creates something. We, we think by distancing ourselves and building walls <clears throat> is going to prevent us from being hurt, but we can be hurt more deeply. And I'm certainly not an expert, but there are experts and, and studies and all kinds of things people can, can read to substantiate the need for connection. Right. So I think it's really powerful. Think about people you can reach out to that might need to hear from you, a phone call or whatever that is to, to, to say hello, ask them how they are, FaceTime, whatever that is. And, and of course, the coronavirus has created a very different kind of feeling about how we connect. I mean, prayerfully, we can connect with small groups in the, at the very least, but most certainly having that, you know, face-to-face, -face, even on the FaceTime or Zoom call. To, to connect with someone because I think it's really important to do that. And people fulfill all kinds of needs. I, it, it's like, I want people who are making me better, who are challenging me, who are inspiring me, who are encouraging me to do things. And I hope I'm doing the same for other people. Yeah. Excuse me. Excuse my allergies. You are, you do. You set a great example for everybody. And, and I hope that, 
I hope that this is helping people. Um, I think especially right now, you know, there are so many people who are disconnected from, you know, with, with 30 million people unemployed or whatever the ridiculous number is right now, there's so many people who are disconnected from their social network. Like that was their social network, you know? Um, I know you've worked in a place for a long time. When you're, when you're working in a place for a long time, those people that you spend all those hours with become like family. And so, you know, all of a sudden you're disconnected and the relationships, a lot of those relationships didn't extend into our home life. It's, you know, it was around the work. So then when you're not working and now you're not, dis you're not connected to those people, it can be awkward to pick up the phone and call, you know, Joe from shipping or whatever, who you normally wouldn't have a regular relationship with. But, yeah. but you know, maybe, maybe people ought to be thinking about doing that. Because how do we know that Joe from shipping isn't sitting alone in his house suffering from depression? You know, because when we lose our work, for many of us, our work defines us. So then we lose our work and we lose our meaning and we lose our purpose and our identity. Tomorrow we're talking about the power of identity. And, uh, and I mean, that's, I, I don't want to get into tomorrow too far, but it's huge. So for those of us who, you know, even though it might be awkward and even though, you know, maybe it's not our natural thing to just pick up the phone and be calling people, um, I think now more than ever, it's really important. And, it, and it's not just for the other person, it's for us too. It makes us feel good when we connect with people and just check up on them or, or share a joke, you know? I mean, it's a simple thing. It can, be, it can just be a silly thing. I mean, somebody told me yesterday that they were listening to, um, it was an old Ellen DeGeneres um, stand-up comedy thing. And um, so it's, it, this person is not somebody who's a joke teller. And I'm not either, I'll screw it up. Even if I try, I'll screw it up. But, but so this person made the point of contacting me and saying, oh, I heard this joke. I heard Ellen DeGeneres say that she was speeding down the highway and she got pulled over by highway patrol and the highway patrolman walks up to the car and says, do you know why I stopped you? They always say that, right? And she says, oh, do you think it's because of the two dead bodies in the trunk? I mean, I fell out. Okay, so that's all you have to do. You know, you can just have a silly thing that's your reason, your excuse for calling somebody if it's awkward. Right. Right. And that, you know, that goes to just, just the power of listening to someone, you know, like I was thinking about it yesterday in my, in the afternoon, I was alone in my room and I was thinking about people and I picked up my phone and I thought there was somebody in my family who had a surgery and whatever. And I hadn't connected with her for a long time. And I thought, yep, I'm going to make a connection. So I reached out to her and asked her how she was. And so sometimes it's a matter of just getting the ball rolling, getting the ball, looking at your own phone, looking at thinking of who might need you to just say hi. If they've been through something, if it like now, if you know that they're not working, how's it going? And then you might be meeting a need that you have no idea you're meeting. Okay. And then you feel very happy because you made that connection. And so I think it's powerful, Rhonda. I think connection is really key to our emotional health, our physical health, and past hurt cannot be the place that we stay. You know, I always, I've used that before in my coaching. We build a campfire around, well, I've been hurt, and it becomes this distorted thought pattern that we have, that everybody's going to do that. We can't make everybody's going to do that, and I'm going to get hurt again, be the reason why we don't connect. Because the cost of not connecting is not worth the person that hurts you at some point. Ooh, that's really good. And I can tell you as somebody who, 
you know, my, my, my parents left. I mean, I've been, I've been abandoned. I've been abused. I've been betrayed. I've been lied to and stolen from and all that stuff. So I have all these legitimate reasons to say, eh -eh, nobody is ever getting in my space again. Um, but I can say honestly that when we, when we, when we make the determination to decide that we're going to be cautiously optimistic about a new relationship and you can do it that way. I'm not saying that all of a sudden you just say, you know, oh, I'm going to wake up one morning and be like Tigger from Winnie the Pooh, you know, and you're just going to be bouncing around and, you know, being with everybody. Uh, that's not me. But I can be cautiously optimistic about a new relationship. And then what happens is your world opens up. And to use your analogy, you move on from the campfire of, oh, this one hurt me. It's only a matter of time before you hurt me too. Uh, and, you know, and all those kinds of feelings. I'm, I'm, I'm quite familiar with all of that kind of stuff. But the reality is that when you, when you do decide to be cautiously optimistic and you open up, things like right here, right now can happen. Because I wouldn't be friends with you if I hadn't opened up. Right. Right. And there are a lot of people in my life now who enrich my life wildly, immeasurably, who I haven't, I haven't known that long, you know? And I used to think, all right, um, if I didn't know you when, you know, before I became a successful business owner and, you know, before I had an, an element of prosperity in my life, then, then I'm not going to be friends with you now because I really don't know what your motives are. And there are a lot of people like that, 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 you know, they're just extremely guarded because of past hurts or, you know, wondering, you know, what do you, what do you want from me? What's, where's this going to go? Um, and I just want to say, um, don't, don't hang that on every new person who comes along because there's, there's beauty and good, healthy relationships. There's healing, there's restoration there's happiness, there's joy, there's peace. There's, it's, it's really, it really opens up your life immeasurably. Well, and I'd like to close. I have a very good friend of mine who the first time I ever met her, her question was, what's your story? Mm. And that was a great opening. I had a choice to say whatever I wanted. And it was a great opening to go, you know what? When I look back at that moment, you know, we were at a barbecue and I think back and I look back at that moment and I think she's come to be one of my very best friends. I didn't have to tell her everything about my life, but my life is a story. And the fact that someone just asked a question showed me that there was a relationship that could happen. You That's know, our life is a story and it does have the ups and the downs and the good and the bad, but we all have a story and we're meant to share it with people. And whatever chapter of your life that you want to share, you have the option to do that. Mm -hmm. And I think, it, I think it's really powerful to be a part of people's story because we weren't meant to do life alone. And we have to understand, my final thought is life is seasonal relationships, some of them, particularly friendships, will come and go. And I think it's important to put in our suitcase the good things that we have, the memories and the good things, and we're led to a new place. You know, it's just like people change jobs, they move cities, they move houses, there's all kinds of changes and that happens in relationships. But don't not be connected to other people because the cost of not being connected could be far worse than taking the plunge and being vulnerable to relationship and connection. Oh, that's so good. And my, I guess my last thought um, is what you said about sharing your story. I want to say to everybody who's listening, um, your story matters. It matters to others. There are people out there who will be inspired by you, who will be motivated by you, who will um, be 
sort of molded and informed by you and the messages and the wisdom that's been entrusted to you. So gosh, we went long today, but this is such a good, such a good subject. I feel like we could, you know, go on and on and on. So thank you, Jenny, for joining me. And, and thanks to everybody who's uh, joined us in this live stream and, and who will watch this video. Go get connected. Thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast. I hope that you'll subscribe. I hope you'll share with others and, and just come alongside of us in helping people to live, love, survive, and thrive. See you next time.